0: Welcome back to Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Terry Cronin from Melbourne, Florida. Dermatologists continue to innovate in the realm of aesthetics. There has historically been a high degree of patient satisfaction with dermatologic cosmetic procedures, especially in the reduction of unwanted fat with tumescent liposuction. However, the demand for non-surgical aesthetic procedures has led to the development of non-invasive techniques for reducing localized subcutaneous adipose tissue. These techniques include newer technologies like hyperthermic lasers, cryolipolysis, radiofrequency and high-frequency ultrasound therapy, as well as lipolytic injections with deoxycholic acid. In this dialogue, Dr. Shauna Flanagan and Dr. Manjula Jagasothi discuss what they call the, quote, real skinny on non-surgical fat reduction. Hi, this is Shauna Flanagan from Jupiter, Florida for Dialogues in Dermatology. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Dr. Manjula Jagasothi. She's the founder of the Miami Skin Institute and a voluntary associate faculty at the University of Miami and in private practice in Miami, Florida. Welcome, Dr. Jagasothi.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Shauna. We've gone back so long now. It's so great to see you in this kind of setting as well.
0: You too. And Dr. Jagasothi is going to speak with us today about non-invasive body contouring for
1: the 21st century. That's right. Dr. Flanagan, you and I know practicing in Florida, people are body conscious all year round. So
0: used to be you'd have to go to the gym and eat right, but (laughs) People don't want to do that anymore, right? They just want to be instantly in shape. So we can approach this a few different ways. Why don't we start with how do you do a consult when someone wants to come in and they want to get rid of a certain area? Do you tell them you need to be a certain weight? How do you keep their realistic expectations?
1: Yeah, I think that's the key, is maintaining realistic expectations. There are some people who really just need liposuction, and so if they're over 30% over ideal body weight, I refer them to a plastic surgeon. So a
0: BMI over 30 is not a good candidate for some of these non-invasive I think
1: so. Certainly someone who might be a BMI over 30 who then gets liposuction and has a few stubborn areas persisting, or they gain a little weight after their liposuction several years later and don't want to undergo another surgery are ideal candidates. So it really depends on the history as well. Okay. Well, there are several new things. Maybe we can start with some of the
0: least invasive ways and work our way up to more of some of the injections.
1: Sure. What I love about this field is that in the last year or two, it's just exploded in terms of the technology and the efficacy of these technologies. How I like to niche it in my mind, and I think that the data backs this up, is that for patients who are sort of 20 to 30 percent over ideal body weight or have certain fat areas that are 20 to 30 percent over ideal, then I think cryolipolysis is probably the best option because it removes large amounts of fat. And the way that those devices are set up is that they have this clamping technology, as you might know, which literally freezes the fat cells in sort of almost butter stick shaped pats, I guess is the way to say it. And then after that, after the cryolipolysis maybe sort of smoothing the contouring with a heat based device. So again, now we can go on to the heat based devices, of which there are several, and they all have different studies. And it's hard to compare the studies. I think they're apples and oranges a lot of times, and they're done on different sort of subgroups of patients. But I like to think right now that kind of the people who are between 15 to 25% over ideal body weight in any given area are ideal for these heat-based lasers. They do require, I think, multiple treatments as do cryolipolysis. And by the heat
0: base, you're talking mainly radiofrequency? I
1: think radiofrequency alone is best really for superficial dermal tightening. So if you have cellulite, if you have loose skin over the joints, or even after fat reduction procedure, and I think a combination of ultrasound and radiofrequency is best for For fat reduction.
0: So, back to the patient expectations, you said they need multiple treatments. Do you also? make sure the patients, I know a lot of people weigh the patient at their initial visit and maybe weigh them on follow-up just to make sure that they're keeping a realistic, they don't go and gain 20 pounds. One nice
1: thing is that I think because of our colleagues in plastic surgery who've done liposuction for upwards of 40 years, 50 years, that expectation is sort of a given. People do know that if they eat badly and they go back to their old ways, they're going to just gain the weight back. If that happens with surgery, of course, it's going to happen with these machines as well. So they do expect that but I still agree with you I think it's important to take really good full-body photographs with good lighting and I think it's really important to do circumferential measurements because one thing about these technologies is we're dealing in nuances much more than surgery does so it's important to be able to show them look maybe you think you don't look that much better but look you're a whole half inch smaller on your thigh or on your waist or whatever so I think measuring is very important and I do think weighing them is important also although I think that the issue with weighing them is that they may not lose a lot of poundage even though they're smaller and a lot of these devices I don't think we have enough
0: data out to know but at least patients of mine have said it does come back so there may be maintenance to this just like there's maintenance to a filler or Botox
1: I was just gonna say that in my practice people pretty much are tuned into the concept that they need to maintain any procedure they do with me and I tell them you've made this initial investment you've done this and when they come for the consult I'll tell them if you're not ready ready to commit to this as a sort of a maintenance thing, then you shouldn't make the initial investment even. And people understand that. And I think they get it. It's just like going to the gym. If you want to maintain your physique at the gym, you need to maintain it. You need to go three times a week or whatever it is your regimen is. And so I liken it to that. Okay, so
0: these devices are not They're not too invasive. Without going straight to liposuction, there's a newer injection technique for fat reduction.
1: We've been waiting a long time for this detergent called deoxycolate, sodium deoxycolate. Basically, it went through a very rigorous FDA scrutiny and has been now approved as safe. It is manufactured under several different names, but in the United States, it's Kybella, which is owned by Allergan Incorporated. And essentially what it is, I explained to the patients that it, is a detergent and it has been studied in terms of its elimination and all of that and that we know that it doesn't go and collect and the fat doesn't go and collect in any of the organs. It's all completely eliminated and I say it's much like Dawn dishwashing liquid. You put it on the plate and it melts the grease. So this is very similar to that. It's an injectable version of that. It's a detergent that goes and then melts the fat cells. It breaks the fat cell membranes and then solubilizes the fat so that it can be excreted.
0: And it is only FDA approved for some Submental correct fat. However, people have been using it off label in other parts of the body. I've
1: had a lot of success with the bra line area, both on the side and the back. I've had a lot of success with the inner thigh, a lot of success with the love handles. Most of my patients are pretty fit to begin with. They are within 10% of ideal body weight, and a lot of them go to the gym and all of that, but it definitely helps those stubborn to treat areas, and people have been very happy. And of course, I have done a lot of submental cases as well.
0: Now, in the submental area, they say to start with two files and you get a lot of swelling and edema.
1: Do you do it differently on the body? That two vials thing, I think it's highly variable and it has to do with the amount of fat the person has. They have that nice template which shows you how many injections to do and they tell you how many, it's 0.15 mLs per injection. So depending on that surface area of the person's submental area, it can be two vials. Two vials is four cc, so it might be three cc's, something like that. But again, my patients are pretty social. So if they have shorter hair if they're gentlemen and they can't hide that swelling I may do a little less so that they don't swell as much and then they come for more treatments so what's nice about it is you can tailor the recovery time and the actual swelling on the body I kind of do it the same way we've been talking so much lately with fillers and how we're not just fixing lines we're fixing people in a three dimensional sense so fat is very much like that I think of it in terms of cubic centimeters and so the neck the submental area in a given individual has has a certain amount of cubic centimeters of fat, and so so does any body area. When I mention this concept in front of a lot of plastic surgeons, they say that's exactly how they think about it for liposuction as well. It's the same paradigm or thought algorithm where you examine the area and you figure out how many cubic centimeters of fat am I really trying to get rid of, and then you dose the sodium deoxycholate accordingly. So it's a ballpark, I'd say for a cubic centimeter of fat, I'd do 0.2 cc's of sodium deoxycholate conservatively. Now With liposuction, there's a lot of compression garments used. Yes.
0: I feel like that helps. Compression
1: garments are wonderful, and I think especially for the swelling from sodium deoxycholate injections. I actually think they're great for after cryolipolysis and after the heat-based lasers and all of that devices. I think they're great for all of it. The issue is getting people to wear it. Body is easier. I think the submental,
0: I even had some ones that I ordered that push it in. They're just a little harder to wear. Yeah,
1: it's just hard. It's like your face is in a slate and it doesn't look good but I love patients to wear them as much as possible
0: okay this has been a very interesting discussion and people do want to start doing some fat destruction in their office
1: yeah it's just like kind of the injectables yeah you can buy a certain amount at a time and what I also like one thing we didn't mention about the injections is that you're looking at putting in a 30 or 32 gauge needle into an area so you can do a lot more fine tuning in terms of body sculpting the concept of sort of a six pack abdomen or something like that can be sometimes a little bit harder to achieve with a big cannula for liposuction or a big handpiece for a device. So with a small needle, I can go in and melt specific little very small areas of fat and do that. So it's nice for that as well. And you have that precision and you don't have to buy a device. So I think there's a lot of benefits to it. And I think we're going to see a lot more of it out there. It's going to definitely grow this market. Okay. Any last key points that anyone
0: could use in the community if they want to help their patients stay in bikini body shape?
1: (laughs) I think one thing I'm seeing in my first year of using sodium deoxycholate is that results sometimes continue to improve. Three, six, nine months, even afterward, people look better and better and better. So tell your patients that and not to expect this to be some kind of quick fix that you need to plan it for the best optimal results for if you have an event or a trip, but also that you're going to look better through time if you maintain yourself. And it should be motivational to eat better and exercise more. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.